Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Helen. And you're listening to the Squiggly Careers Podcast. This episode is part of our Skills Sprint series. We've recorded 20 episodes, each less than seven minutes long, that we hope are going to help you to build some career development momentum. In every episode, we talk about a squiggly skill, what it is and why it matters, share an idea for action each, and give you a go-to guru and a podcast episode so you can learn more. And we want you to turn your skills sprint into a learning streak. And so for everyone who completes a 20-day learning streak, we'll be offering you a free five skills to succeed in a squiggly career virtual workshop in September. If you post about your progress on social and tag us at Amazing If, and we'll be in touch to tell you more. This sprint is all about the skill of questioning. And sometimes I think people just take questions as a skill, for, as like as given, like we all ask questions, but actually it is something that we can invest and improve as a skill for our squiggly careers. And it is one that when we do, when we get really good at it, it has lots of big benefits for our careers. So better questions help us to understand ourselves more. So it increases our self-awareness. It also helps us to understand other people too. It means that we're better able to get unstuck from situations that might feel complicated or complex, lots of the things that we might find a bit messy in a squiggly career. The ability to question ourselves helps us sort of navigate through that. And it also means we unlock new knowledge. Somebody once said to me in an interview, actually, someone very senior at Microsoft, we're just having a debate about learning and knowledge, which is great. But they were, were, of course, it was great. I was like, this is going to be the right company for me. But I remember we were talking about when you ask someone questions, you're creating space for new knowledge is it's it's almost in that sort of unlocking that curiosity that you're allowing new knowledge to be formed so you know these are really big benefits awareness getting unstuck getting new knowledge are big big foundational things that enable us to succeed in squiggly careers so our first idea for action here is a simple one but one that sometimes i think we forget or it's also easy to get wrong and that is to ask ourselves and each other open questions so a couple of hacks here to make sure that you do this the five w's and the one h who what where why when and how and ted tell explain describe i still sometimes find myself asking a closed question did you enjoy that podcast today and that's a closed question yes or no every time I do that I just re-ask the question in an open way and it feels like a different question so if someone said yeah great episode then I would say oh what was it that you particularly enjoyed 
and then you get some useful insight you get some data for your development you learn something new so if you do spot yourself asking a closed one never panic just kind of re-ask it and it will always feel different and the second idea for action that we've got is taken from one of the free toolkits on our website, amazingif.com, which is all about different types of questions. And there are four different types of questions that you can ask, and it is useful to reflect on which one of these do you do well and which one would you like to do more of? So the four questions, first of all, there's an elevating question, which is really good for zooming out. It's things like, you know, what's the why behind the work? You're really kind of taking a slightly bigger view of what you're doing. There's the funneling questions. Those ones are all about zooming in. That's sort of, you know, what data do we have about this thing that we're trying to do? Or who have we spoken to do about this project or this process? The third type are adjoining questions. They're really, really helpful for connecting the dots. I guess they're more about breadth and depth. So how will this thing impact that team, for example? And the last one is a clarifying question. These are really good for getting to shared understanding, which can lead to greater commitment. So can you describe that a little bit more? Can you share the key objective for this thing that we're working on today? Those things that really align everybody. So Sarah, which one do you do well and which one would you like to try out and do a bit more of? So I'm a natural elevator, so I love a zoomed out question. And one of the things I have to watch out for there is sometimes zoom out questions can feel confrontational. So if Helen describes something to me and I say to her, so what, like, why are we working on that? Or how does that connect to our team goals? Sometimes it can feel like a question where you're sort of implying that that should have already been done, which is never my intention. So I'm always very careful because I am naturally a zoom out questioner, but I will always think about how do I ask that question in a way that is supportive, but they are the ones that I'm good at. In terms of what I would like to improve, I think I have started over the last year to ask more funneling questions. So the opposite of zooming out, zooming in. So rather than just assuming something is right, actually asking more questions around things like data. So rather than just thinking, this is a great idea, like what data do we have to support that this is a great idea? Or what have we learned so far about the most popular podcast episodes from what we know are the most listened to ones? So I think I've started to zoom in more, which is helping me to just challenge myself in terms of things like priorities for our team and priorities for you and I but I have to think about that one a bit more it doesn't come as naturally what about you first of all I've definitely seen you doing those and I think you're doing it really well and mine are slightly different so I think I am a natural clarifier because I want to understand the detail and kind of how it works and I like to move forward with clarity and create clarity for other people so I think that one just feels easy and natural for me I think I'm more consciously trying to do the adjoining connecting the dots questions so in the past Sarah and I might have committed to something without really kind of thinking through oh, what's the impact on the resource what might we need to say no to and so I'm trying when we move things forward to make sure I ask some questions that help us to connect the dots how will that impact somebody else how will that impact the project that we're doing and again I think they can feel confrontational if it's not your natural style but I definitely see the benefit of it when I see other people doing those questions so it's just to think about stretching your questioning skills. Also, if you're smart, you'll spot what kinds of questions you're typically going to get asked from different people. Helen never fails to ask me a clarifying question, so I just know that it's coming. And I think that's the same, actually, in a few in a few organisations and teams that I've worked with. So our go-to guru here is Tom Pullman and Neethi Mary Thomas, who wrote a brilliant article in Harvard Business Review called Relearning the Art of Asking Questions. And if you'd like to learn a bit more by listening to another podcast episode, number 216 is all about how to ask better questions. 
Thank you for listening to the Skill Sprint. We hope you found it useful. We would love for you to subscribe so you don't miss any of the Sprint episodes in this series and also to let us know how you are getting on, tagging us in your posts. But that is all for this episode. So bye for now. Bye, everyone. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 